Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's up, John? It's hot. It's been hot for a long time. <laughs> like 80 degrees. It's funny how hot 80 degrees is when it never hits 80 degrees here. So been sweating. It's like the climate is changing or something. Yeah, no, it's getting hot. And uh but yeah, doing good. Trying to take a break from American news today, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Well, we're recording this right on through Chris Cuomo. So, you know. I did uh we can get into it later. But I is it really political to talk about the uh the QAnon shaman interview? Because I did want <laughs> I, I actually it, first I mean, time ever, first time ever, I used DVR to record Chris Cuomo last night just to watch the interview with the QAnon shaman lawyer. Yes, <laughs> I watched it live and it was amazing. It was it was very interesting to watch live. Um, I don't know if that's poli- I mean, we can save it for unless you have another political topic to talk about. We can save it for oh, then. We can save it for later. We'll save it for yeah. later. There's a little teaser because at least it's it's. I mean, I know Chris. Cuomo tries to tell you that it's not funny, but it is funny. Um, it's just very happy that he didn't kill anybody. But yeah, exactly. you know, like it's still funny the the idea that this guy exists in this world and what he asked <laughs> is funny. So I'm gonna laugh. Sorry, Chris. I know you're taking this very seriously. That's your job. It's the news. But we can laugh. That's that's not our job. Yeah, he only gets to laugh five minutes a night when he's talking to Don Lemon. That's it. That's it. Oh, what so, is CNN uh, going to do? Can we ask? Can I ask that question? Is that a political discussion? Like, I'm trying. I'm honestly trying to remember what CNN used to be. Like, what did they used to do? Remember when they covered that missing plane for like two months? Yeah, I remember that. That was before I moved down here. Actually, that was that's when I. Was when I that's the first time I stopped watching CNN for an extended period of time because I'm like, this is nothing. This is nonsense. I would like to have more world news. Well, that's my you know? question. Is it just turned into more like, of course, like you got to cover U.S. politics, right? Like you hope that Biden brings this sure. back to just being boring, which, again, I don't know if that's good or bad, to be honest with you, right? Like you don't want it to be boring because people being engaged in politics is not a bad thing, right? People came out and voted because they spent the last four years watching politics. So you don't want that just to stop, right? You want you want your audience to be engaged in what's happening in the political system so that way they vote for the, you know, we've had more people vote in this election than ever, right? Mm-hmm. So you want you don't want that to stop. That's a good thing. So but 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 a good part of the coverage of CNN, you know, whether you're left leaning or right leaning, it's been about how much of a disaster this presidency has been. That's it, because, I mean, I think it's sort of objectively, you can look at this presidency has been a failure, regardless of what the lies and things that are being told. It is a failure, right? It just is. Yeah. So it's a little hard to actually to, like, not think that that's like, what are they going to do? Because the next presidency, I'm going to say, sure, I think for Fox News, you can find that this is a failure the same way that with they did for Obama and all this awful stuff that he did. But Joe Biden is kind of there's nothing there. So it's going to kind of go back to politics as normal, but there's things like Trump talking about health care. Like, what's that? What's what's going to happen to that? Like, it's the nonsense that he brought on. It wasn't so much that what he did was awful. Like, I can't really tell you if what he did as far as policy wise, and that's what the uh, that's what other people are saying, right? Oh, he actually did good policies. I have no idea because he spent so much time being a being a jackass it's hard to judge whether or not the policies were already good. You don't know. I can't get past the fact that he. 
you know, told people to drink bleach. And then he said, you know, we're coming up with a healthcare plan in two weeks. Where's that healthcare plan? We're almost done. Where is it? Yeah, I, I don't know. So what's yeah, CNN going to do? For what do someone you think they're going to do? What do I think? They're, uh, I think they're going to go back. They'll still follow whatever is going on in politics, but I don't think it'll be 80% of the coverage like it is now. They'll still find a way to keep Trump alive because Trumpism is not going to die. Right. And they'll be chasing that that thing that sparks up next, you know, the whatever whatever the thing is that could boost their ratings that is as enticing as a Trump is they'll they'll chase that down. Yeah. Or yeah, I have no idea. It's going to be different and it'll be better that it'll be boring because then you won't watch it as much. Yeah, least, and by you, I mean, I, I won't watch it as much. No. And again, I, I always watch CNN. CNN's good background. Like just like ESPN yeah. for me used yeah. to be good background, right? Like it just sort of loops sports center for 10 hours a day and maybe some breaking news comes in and they talk about it. But, you know, look, they're going to, Trump has made them, you know, I know Trump says this, but he's not wrong. His presidency has made CNN money. It's made news money, right? Like I I would say that the Washington Post and the New York Times and some of these newspapers that you really could consider dying did probably some of their best investigative reporting over the last four years, and they've done it a very long time. And I would say more people have decided that, you know what, actually paying for the New York Times, paying for the Washington Post is actually worth it because it's news that I trust. Now, there's also people who who went to Breitbart and other places, right? But I would say that things that I would consider traditional journalism, it's actually come back alive because people, for the most part, have decided, you know, if you actually cover this properly, it's very important that we recover this history. Um, so I, I, my fear is that it kind of goes back to, well, look, no one's reading the news anymore because everyone's got fatigued from politics. And now we're going to go back to what it was, which was nonsense on every side. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know what the uh, I know what the right is going to do. They're going to try to find a false equivalency over the next four years. Yeah. And they'll try to demo. And I guarantee you they will do it in the form of demonizing Kamala Harris. Yep. I don't know why. Call it a hunch. There's just something about her. You yeah. know, that yeah. just seems like it, it might just she might be the one that they'll that they'll go after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I I hope that the news turns into more war. I mean, that's what I miss from American news, right? Like a bit of the world news. I'm obviously in a different country. But again, like Trump stuff is is all I'm looking at stuff.com, stuff.co.nz, which is one of New Zealand's more. You started saying Z now. Yeah. I'm I'm saying it for for my Kiwis out there. And Trump is like on the page of this. Like the people care around the world about what Trump's doing. They just do. So, especially now. Yeah. Talk about that later, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. So, anyways, yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to see how it goes, but uh, you know, it's, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't mind a return to a cycle of variety of news things. I just want somebody to tell me a thing that happened, and then tell me five other things that happened, and then go to a commercial. Yeah, instead of yeah, holy yeah. shit, do you believe this batshit thing the president Non-stop. said? And then, Non-stop. and yeah. then, and now let's let's find the one guy who could find an angle to defend it alongside another person who'd be like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" <laughs> like, well, look, that's, I look because that's what like, quote news is now. Do you know who like disappeared during this? Right, like someone that I used to see all the time was Ana Navarro. Right, Ana Navarro used to be on TV all the time because she was sort of like 
the Republican, who's also a minority, who would come out and say stuff about Obama, right? Like, oh, policies, and they'd have really, you know, they'd had good discussions with her. And since Trump's been president, like, she's just been gone because you don't need her <laughs> because she's like, well, I don't believe in that. And she's like, well, that's nonsense, but I'm not a Democrat. So what do I do? And it's like, well, you just go over to the side until Trump's gone. And so she showed I look- up every, every so often. She, every so- but again, she used to be on all the time. The fact that I remember her name like that, she used to be on all the time. She was what Rick Santorum is now. She was much. a Jeb fan. She was, uh, yeah. that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, her but guy. that's. So that's where we're going. But anyways, I don't want to. So that's what I've been doing. I've been doing that. And um, if we're going to go down the food train and I actually might have to run from the podcast for a few minutes, I've gone down. I've gone down a rabbit hole. I've picked my New Year's resolution. Right. Here we go. I'm excited. I'm going to I'm going to perfect this this fake meat. The phenomenon of fake meat. I'm interested. Right. You've got. Different recipes for doing stuff with tofu, doing stuff with jackfruit to make pulled pork, and doing stuff with something that's called Satan. Do you know what Satan is? Satan? Satan. Do you know what Satan is? Yeah. I thought it was tofu. I thought it's very Not it's like tofu. a derivative of it. It it's in the same family, right? They're it is vital like it. wheat it is vital wheat gluten is the main ingredient in Satan. I tell it's, you, it's, these it's, these it's, fucking vegetarians, <laughs> they, they really know how to sell an ingredient. It's 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 wheat meat is what it is. Not okay. better. It's, it's wheat meat. Now, I made some wheat meat the other day, and I actually made some chicken, right? So I got a stand mixer. So I bought a stand mixer, right? This is what happens when you don't, you're don't you not allowed to travel. You buy things. So I got a beautiful kitchen-made stand mixer that apparently is going to last me for the rest of my life. That's the way these, these things are tanks, right? Allegedly. What's the brand? KitchenAid, of course. Oh, okay. Kitchen, like, oh, come on now. We're not we're not buying hat. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. we, we're buying the legit stuff, right? So, so I've been making the, you're not buying the Milek of uh stand no. mixers. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying the Dynex of of TVs, right? Is that Best Buy's brand? Is it Dynex? No, not anymore. Now it's Westinghouse. Okay. It used to be Dynex, right? It used to be. Dynex was a thing. Yeah, that was I don't know if it was Best Buy's brand, but yeah. Yeah, but so oh, Insignia. I, Insignia is, there you go, uh, Insignia, Best yes. Buy's. Brand. Yes, yes, yes. I'm about to say Westinghouse is a legit American company. I think my refrigerator is Westinghouse. Anyways, I, I, yeah, go on. So, so right, so you mix so, and the thing with vital wheat, because again, look, the main thing with meat, and I know you'll disagree with this, it's a texture thing, right? Well, I would it's say a that's texture the most important and a flavor it. thing. It is, yeah. but I would say texture is number one. If you can make something taste like meat, but it doesn't feel like meat, to me, it's super gross. Right. So like you can give me a steak flavored thing, but if you put a steak in a blender, that's disgusting. Right. I'm not eating blended chicken. I'm serious. Like it's always a texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ground right? chicken, that's a non starter for me as well. Yeah, I, Some I, people even like, so, it, like ground they're wrong. Like ground beef, I would say like that's like if you, you always no one's eating ground beef on its own unless you're just, you know, you're trying I don't to know. tartar? Never had a tartar? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm the texture of it, steak tartar tends to have a bit more of a fibrous pulling texture to it. There's usually an egg in there. Yeah, I guess that's true. So the problem with most fake meat is that there's no texture to it, right? It's, it's like tofu's crumbly, right? Like you kind of bite into it and you're like, this thing doesn't taste like meat and it also doesn't feel like meat. So the nice thing about vital wheat gluten is if you actually put this in a stand mixer and you, and you knead it for a long time, it actually becomes pretty fibrous, right? So I made this chicken, made chicken stir fry f- from it. Made some like sweet and sour chicken from it. Pretty good, right? So I'm working on this recipe. I'm just going to work on this fake meat recipe. I'm trying another recipe today, which is actually putting it in an Instapot. 
and actually letting it soak and soak the flavors into the into the wheat meat and then you sort of then you cook it as you normally would any other meat so that's where i'm going with this just because it's interesting to me because it's not just vital wheat gluten it's what you mix with it it's adding tofu into that mix it's adding other things into that it's trying to get the texture of something right because really to me chicken and steak and those things always need some type of seasoning so to me it's not necessarily that 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 stuff tastes good it's the texture it's a bit of the salt a bit of the pepper and then the flavor of it is what comes like third or fourth for me because unseasoned chicken is gross it's awful yeah it's bad you can pretend that it's not but unseasoned unseasoned steak is still pretty good it's rough man i can't do it like i need if you don't season it with the right amount of salt and pepper and again like this is different right we've had we've had uh kobe not a lot of seasoning kobe kobe's pretty good but that's also like perfect texture right that's like melt in your mouth texture a little bit of salt a little ground a slight ground a couple a couple grinds on the pepper grinder but again it's, it's not much right it's not like you're no, adding no, a ton of stuff to it so like there's there's part of the science and i'm going down this road so that's my new year's resolution i'm gonna see if i can perfect fake meat yeah i don't i don't trust anything named satan plus if you it's felt <laughs> the same way as satan not. so when you so the funny part is when you google when you google satan food you get a lot of this shitty looking meat thing, and then you also get uh, pizzas with pentagrams and it's it, it's not spelled the same way. It's are it's you sure? S e i t a n. That's how you spell it. It's Satan. So it's not S a t a n. There's an e and an i in there that make up. Well, do guess what? Both images both spit out the same image, and I'm not gonna lie. The correct spelling these some of these look worse. Sure, but again, that's, that's that's my point, right? Like the the grade of what makes good fake meat varies. So how's it going so, so far? So far, I think the first recipe I'd give it about a six, right? And again, that's the first one. That's the first one of many. I give it about a six, right? And the problem reason why I give it a six is because it wasn't out of a hundred, or like what's okay. your what's your scale six, in there? Six out of ten, so sixty percent. So if you want to be a jerk, sixty percent, right? Okay. So yes, look, we're gonna try it, right? We're gonna try. It. We're gonna so go where do you see? Go. What's the goal then? What's the what's the end goal of it? The the end game is to try to make convincing texture and tasting meat out of the four major animals that we consider meat, right? Like I'm not gonna count fish. I don't think you can recreate fish. It seems a little weird to me. You probably can, but I'm good, right? Like for me, it's beef, it's pork. Mm-hmm. It's chicken. So those are the three. I said four, <laughs> but I actually meant three. So if I can perfect like a nice breakfast sausage that actually tastes like a good breakfast sausage. So we're going to go down this road. We're going to see what happens, right? So like chicken, chicken's where we're going now. And then we're going to try pork, and then we're going to try beef, and then we're going to see if I can come up with just a solid recipe for each one for some type of fake meat. And then that's it. That's good. God damn it. I've, I, I just searched this in a non-incognito window. Now I'm going to get targeted with this bullshit. Yeah, you are. All right. I could add a – how about how about I add another wrinkle to your goal here? Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, as I've said to you, I think once once this quarantine is lifted and I could I could actually leave the country and I go on my world tour, I said I was uh, – I'll, I'll swing by New Zealand, right? Add the wrinkle that you can get to a recipe that I don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, th- I think I can probably do that now with you, to be honest. But sure. Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, not hate is too strong. One that I actually say is an eight out of 10. Oh, most definitely. That's easy. I can do that. Easy. It's the nine, it's the nine out of 10 and the 10 out of 10 that's tough. 
All right, then like go if, for nine. Like, Fine. Like, you think you can really do it? Let's go tough. nine. If I can go for a nine or a ten, because again, I'm not picky. That's my problem. I'm not a picky eater. If it's six out of ten, I'll eat it. And I'll eat it. I'll eat the same thing over and over again. If you gave me one meal for the rest of my life, I'd be fine. Depends what that is. I mean, it could be shit. <laughs> if I get to pick it, you jackass. <laughs> if I get to pick my one meal. If I get to pick it. Yeah. And I didn't think speaking about of, that. But yeah. Speaking of picking meals, you know that Q uh that QAnon shaman guy? He's not uh it, they didn't bring this up in the interview. Yeah, he's not eating because they're not they don't have organic food. Well, no, they, they, they've given him the organic food. So the QAnon shaman has been satiated. And he got it? Yes, he got the it was requested. His request was granted. Oh my god. Which That's means they know gave that when food, you're they they just told him it was organic and he believed it. Because it's like how that when up. when you're in holding, you can make special requests. Like I'm not eating until I get chicken nuggets. It's like all right. If you're if you're white, you can. If you're anybody uh, else, they'll let you starve. So look. So on that note, I'm gonna let you talk trash about me. I'm gonna go check on my fake meat. It should be about a minute. One minute to vamp about one minute. This. Look, I don't. I don't really. The idea. It's yeah. I guess texture is really it. I've never actually went to a restaurant. And wanted to order the tofu over something else. I remember once I there was a there's a guy who was trying to convince me to move to an office in Seattle. And the big pull that he had to get me to go to this office was I'm gonna take you to this great Indian restaurant. So we go to this Indian restaurant and I get there, and I am horrified to find that it is a vegetarian Indian restaurant. So this is a guy who definitely did not know my preferences because there, there are some solid Indian vegetarian dishes. I mean, they do a lot of stuff with um, with chickpeas, which I'm a big fan of. And I like their sauces. I mean, you just take some of the Indian sauce and put them over rice and you're good to go. But there's just something missing. And I don't. And that and that's something missing is. Is it the texture? Is it the texture of that chicken in a chicken masala? I don't know. It is. I don't it know. It is the texture. I'm, I'm back. My yeah. my Instapot has finished, and I am letting the steam out. Also, if you don't have an Instapot, I recommend it, actually. I don't. Yeah, okay, there you go. I don't. I do things the old-fashioned way. Yeah, sure. A- but, you know, look, if you're on the go, and uh, you need a good meal, put it in an Instapot. Works very well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really have any, uh, any food updates. Because uh, it's Friday, right? You normally cook on Saturday. It's Friday, you were talking. Yeah, Saturday. I think I... Yeah, because I mentioned the... Um, my Hawaiian did I did I mention the results of the Hawaiian yes, roll Hawaiian casserole? Roll, yes, you did. Yes. Yeah. It was quite good. Now what do I have planned for this weekend? Oh, oh, oh man. Uh had a great shower thought. Um uh, this was and I don't know if it's gonna work. But I'll say it on the podcast here and I'll I'll let you know how the results go. I haven't tried this before. What I'm gonna try to do is make a peanut butter cup pancake <laughs> i mean jesus christ <laughs> now what i need to do is i basically need to what what my strategy here is to make a chocolate pancake batter that's the easy part right and then while the pancake is about half cooked before i flip it not maybe a little bit before that i guess i'm going to add peanut butter to the middle like on top pour more batter on top of it and then flip it that way so that you get a nice little pocket of peanut butter in the middle now will that work i don't have a damn clue but 
We're going to find out. It should work, right? In theory? Sure. In theory. Would you have I don't a know if it's going to work it? in practice. I mean. Why wouldn't it work? I, again, I think it should. You're, yeah. you're going to tell us next week. <laughs> if I works. will. You're very, I know you're going to. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll find out even sooner. So. Are you, are you not going to direct people to follow you on your Instagram? That doesn't matter. Okay, there you go. <laughs> they, Apparently not worth following people. Sorry. Follow me. You want to see my pancakes? Uh, I think I'm, what am I at? The Master Shake on uh, Instagram? I should change that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like my Twitter handle. I got, I got a pretty good Twitter handle because it's a pun off one of the games I work on. And my Twitter handle is Jays of Doom. And I enjoy that. God, that's awful. It's a playoff Days of Doom. Do not write comedy. <laughs> I didn't say it was funny. You said it was good, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. All right, let's get to some news. Uh, I teased it last week, but it was CES officially this week. And I found a couple of uh, things that stood out that weren't computers or phones or TVs, because those are the usual things that you'd find. So I found, found a, couple, uh, a couple highlights of some weird stuff. Uh, the problem with not going to CES and the problem with this being a whole digital thing is there's you can't just stumble upon weird shit and or like unknown cool stuff. So this this is what we got. All right. So your options are robots, face masks, and ice cream. Hmm. Robots, face mask, and ice cream. Yep. Let's do face mask first, then robots, then ice cream. Okay, fair enough. This one's weird, and I actually meant to give you a different uh, teaser for this, but whatever. Here we are. Reading from IGN, and I will send you the link so you can see these things. When I well, I'll send you the link once I start reading. Razor the video game company <laughs> that makes high-end laptops and yep. uh, other things, unveils RGB face mask and immersive gaming chair concepts. So I will send you this link so you can see these things. Razer loves to go big at CES. In the year in years past, the company has shown off everything from triple monitor gaming laptops to a fully immersive racing simulator. This year, Razer is showing off two concept projects, an immersive gaming chair and a high-tech face mask outfitted with, in true Razer fashion, RGB lighting. Hmm. Project Hazel is Razer's take on a smart mask. It would use a detachable, rechargeable, active ventilation system to regulate airflow with N95 medical-grade respirator protection to filter at least 95% of airborne particles. The design also facilitates a transparent front panel so that people can see your facial expressions or when communicating with people who are deaf or hard of hearing, read your lips. The mask would also use voice amp technology to feature technology featuring a built-in microphone and amplifier to prevent the mask from muffling your voice. And to top it off, of course, it features Razer Chroma RGB lighting. Of course, to be clear, Project Hazel is only a concept project and is extremely unlikely to come to market in its current form, if at all. 
That said, cheesy sci-fi aesthetics aside, it's nice to see companies thinking about ways to take on some common complaints about masks, given they have become an essential part of everyday life, unless you're in the South. I added that bit. They didn't say that. So let's stop there and talk about these masks for a second. So I like it. <laughs> what makes it a smart mask? Nothing. Uh, I think the thing that makes yeah, it smart yeah. is probably the charger. I don't think it says it here, but the the actual LEDs on there will indicate the char the um, the charge of the not of the filter. That doesn't make any sense. But they're yeah, the amplified. I, maybe well, it's the all uh, oh, right. So maybe it's the talk, filter. Right? Like there's a, it says there's a built-in microphone. So when you talk, it's not muffled. That's the point, right? Yeah. Which is kind of talk. Cool. It's actually, I mean, I guess it makes you there's sound that. Like, it, it may also, I forgot, maybe it was a different article where I read this, but I think it also shows when you need to change the filter. Sure. Like it's based on the colors as well. I just always think of the guy in the commercial that's got the, the microphone to his throat. Oh, like, uh, oh yeah, right. got, you know, don't smoke. Yeah, the smoke and the smoking ads, like yeah. This. Yeah, like that's kind of like, can you modulate your voice with this voice amp? Oh, when I think about the voice modulators, I think about the original Xbox Live commercials, like when it first came out back in 2003, 2004. And the guy's like, when I go online, I become Dork Master. <laughs> yeah, because that was become- one of the things you could do. Yeah, can you become that guy with this mask on? Like, I'm trying to figure out what makes it smart. Like, I guess the only smart thing is that it tells you we need to change the filter. Yeah, I think that's it. And you got some glow, and you got some glowy shit on the side that you might be able to customize. It probably connects to your Razor can't make anything without without adding an an RGB light to it. (laughs) Razor sold headphones like over your headphones, and then they just sent out randomly these cat ear attachments for it. And I actually saw somebody with those on the train. Of course day. you did. Of course they you were. Did. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. I'm trying to find the. Okay, here we go. There's here's some of the social function looking at the website itself. So clear, transparent design. Got that low light mode. The smart mass interior lights up automatically when it's dark, allowing you to express yourself clearly regardless of the lighting conditions. How are you going to express yourself with these two circles? Yeah. <laughs> Voice amp technology. Thanks to built-in bike. We already talked about that. Uh, sustainable, replaceable filters. So the mass B- BFE rating can easily be maintained by swapping new filters into ventilators, which have long-lasting battery life for all-day use. Wireless charging with UV sterilized. This part was cool to me. The dual-purpose fast charger that sterilizes at the same time. The smart mask is always ready to go. Glow from red to green for easy reference when checking battery level. Durable design for daily use, comfortable. I just want a mess that's comfortable. Honestly, if this if this if this is the kind of thing, I looked at this and I was like, I I'd consider it. Not because of the lights or anything like that. I'd probably just turn those off. But just the fact that you have this, you could effectively buy one mask, drop it in this recharge, drop it into this like UV cleaning tray, and then just use that thing for a day. So you don't have to worry about. So that cleans it automatically. It's a pretty cool concept, actually. Yeah, sure. I th- again, I've got nothing wrong with the concept. I think it's okay. Um, I just don't know what makes it smart. Like, right. there's nothing in it that really makes it smart. It's just a mask that's got some lights on it and a sensor that tells you when the filter needs to be changed. Like, I think selling it as a smart mask bothered me more than the mask itself. Oh, 
Like it unless might, it can it, change the sound of my voice or it can tell when my breathing is prohibited so it opens up more or something like that, right? Like you got to give something. I think the moment the moment it connects to your phone or something, then it becomes smart. Just smart because it connects to your phone. Yeah, because how else would you change the colors on it? How else would I be able to express myself with custom colors? Like through anger, right? Like what if you're mad? Will it go red? Maybe. I don't I don't think it's that smart. Well, it's not I smart. I think it's just enough. a little smart. So it looks like we well, need to make a smarter mask. I guess, but with the with the vaccines rolling out slowly, you think a lot of the one, I don't think this thing ever sees the light of day. So I don't think it'll ever be released. No. But I also because I also think that by the time you would release this thing, probably might not even need masks anymore. Like you think we'll still be wearing masks a year from now? In America? No. I think the rest of the world, if you're sick, we're gonna go to what Japan has always done and what China's always done. When you're sick, you wear a mask. I don't mean when you're sick. I mean in general, like all the time. Because now we're in well, all the, the time. We're not wearing masks. You're in all the time wearing masks. Yeah, but I'm not. So is <laughs> so, Europe? Yeah, to a degree. But China's I'm not. Really. Yeah. So like, I guess that's the thing, right? Like, you know, I think it's going to be dependent on where you are. I don't think. And again, Razor, they're in Singapore, right? Company wise. So a lot of stuff that they make is going to be more of China, Japan market than it would be American market, Western market anyways. So, Yeah, I guess with more people just with wider adoption of mask usage. Then there yeah, again, I think people will just be more willing to wear a mask when you're sick, which is the thing you can hope for if you're going to make a company that makes masks, right? And I mean, there's the conspiracy theories out there that think that we're not done with pandemics. This is just the first of many. So, This is just their goal to keep you inside and sink the economy for whose benefit couldn't tell you that's and again the f- you don't know vaccine wise how long this is going to last what happens if there's a new variant that then makes this you know you need a new vaccine who knows right nobody knows so it's not a wrong bet to put a little money into mass technology yeah. why not all right Smart. and if, when it comes if this thing does ever come out it would be like a hundred dollars too because it's razor probably more than that probably about 150 200 so yeah you think so yeah, like absolutely. we said, it's not that smart. I think you sell the filters. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, sure, a hundred bucks, but then filter costs you sixty nine ninety nine. So <laughs> per filter, good god! Well, the filter that needs to fit onto this attachment, right? Yeah, it's a specialized filter. I, I'm into the concept, though. I like it, and yeah, if, if it does come out, I might, I might, depending on where we are in the in the apocalypse, I might, uh, I might decide to check one out. I just think if you're traveling on a plane and stuff, I'm pretty convinced I'm just going to wear a mask at this point. Why not? Because the only time I ever tend to get sick is when I'm flying. So I haven't been sick in since Christmas, since Christmas 2019. Yeah, the me last too. Time I was, I, and I was and I was sick for like a day. So yeah, last time that was the last time I was sick as well. Was that yeah? Time so that I got, if that anything, being sick. at home and not being around people, I don't, I'm not going to get sick at all. Yeah. So I had a I had like a stomach bug one day, and that was it. Which doesn't surprise me. No. The question is who cooked the night before. <laughs> All right. Then the other thing here, which I thought was interesting, Razor's other concept this year is Project Brooklyn. 
an all-in-one immersive gaming chair. <laughs> this thing's bananas. The idea is an ergonomic chair with built-in haptic feedback, a retractable wraparound curved screen. Visuals would be delivered by a 60-inch rollable LED display that retracts and folds into the chair when not in use. Think about how big a 60-inch screen is. That's a big screen for a chair it's that's going to fold away. Yeah. That retracts and folds into the chair when not in use. Similarly, the armrests adjust and retract as needed, depending on if you're playing on PC with mouse and keyboard or console with controller. Again, this is just a product. This is just a concept product that will likely never exist as a real product, at least in its current form. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's <laughs> Razer does do these things with these wacky ideas like that three screen computer before. I think it was Project Valkyrie. That was the one that was a gaming laptop with like two screens that would fold out, fold out from the wings. So you'd have this kind of three screen setup. Yeah, it's just to bring attention to them as a company that, hey, look at this wacky thing we had. And then it's brand yeah. recognition. It's a marketing tool. Yeah, it's cool. I, somebody might eventually do something like this. It's the kind of thing that you'd see in like a, these new age VR gaming cafes. If you even call that, I don't even think they serve coffee at those things. Yeah. Anyway, that's it on the Razor News. Next up, let's talk a little about robots. Samsung's latest, this this is just creepy. Samsung's latest home robot can do chores and nag you to stop working. Reading from Engadget. Bot Handy's, ex- Handy. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Bot Handy's extendable arm can load your dishwasher and set the table. I'll send you a link so you can see what this thing even looks like. Here we go. CES wouldn't quite feel right without Samsung showing off some robots. A year after it unveiled grapefruit-sized spherical bot Bali, which never came out, Samsung has revealed some new machines it's working on t- to help around the home. But Handy has an extendable gripper arm. Bot Handy, sorry, has an extendable gripping arm it can use to help you take care of things like loading the dishwasher, setting the table, and pouring drinks. There are cameras on the robot's head and arm, and according to the company, the advanced AI can identify objects of various sizes, shapes, and weights. Bot Handy can detect the item's material composition and use the, the material composition and use the right amount of force to grab and move it, Samsung claims. The robot also extends vertically to reach higher spots around your place. The revamped bot care is more is more of a personal assistant than companion. Using AI, it can take care of all the little details in your life, Samsung research head Sebastian Sung, I think that's how you say it, said during a presentation. The company says bot care will recognize and understand your behavior and offer and offer reminders. It might, for instance, nag you to get up and stretch your legs if it thinks you've been at your computer for too long. Bot care might drag you by your ankles. Get the fuck up! Bot care can also patch you into the conference call to the to conference calls with its handy built-in display. Samsung is currently testing those robots, and it didn't say if or when you'll be able to get your hands on them. However, it showed off another machine that U.S. residents should be able to buy in the first half of the year. The JetBot 90 AI Plus Vacuum uses LiDAR and 3D sensors to figure out optimal cleaning path. Samsung says it can navigate around cables and small objects while making sure to get into hard-to-reach areas of your home. You can also use it as a home monitoring device via its cameras and smart things integration. So what do you think of Bot Handy? <laughs> hmm. Hmm, I'm skeptical. 
Gonna get one of these things. We can no. tell you to get up. <laughs> yeah, we're just not we're not there yet with these robots. Like we're very far away. <laughs> like I wish we could show someone in the eighties. This is what twenty twenty looks like. It's pretty much the same. Same as what? But they thought. I mean, I mean th- there's there's no flying robots. There's no. We're not in the Jetsons. Like this robot is kind of stupid. Yeah, but this is this is the step. I mean, you've you've seen these robots that are just wheeling screens, and now now we've given it an arm, like a functional arm. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> a claw arm though. Like what? It can't grab anything <laughs> with any sort of uh, delicate thing to it, and it still has that weird head with the with the screen that pops out to talk to. Yeah, this is some creepy stuff. What you see at CES back in back in the day, the, in the golden era, back when you jam a hundred people into a single monorail car that takes you to the Las Vegas Convention Center, the you would see these booths set up like actual parts of the house to show them working, and I could just imagine these things wheeling around. Of course, being led by a um, by a companion on the floor who can actually tell you everything about it. But yeah, I, this thing with the claw, this is the next step. This is how you get to iRobot territory. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird. Like I'd much rather, like, I just think we're not there it's with like, articulating hands yet. I know you have to start just, somewhere. You got to start somewhere, yeah, but I'm not going to buy it. Let someone else buy this crap. <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy this. Like, why would you buy this? Would you ever buy something like this? This is like literally just like you're just a rich guy. And you're just like whatever. Does it? Ri- yeah. Why would you get somebody to do your like? I Much I honestly thought, hey, this, this thing could, this thing could clean my dishes. All right, cool. This thing clean my dishes. I'm on board. But most people who can afford this thing, where doing the dishes is a use case, probably owns a dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, or if you're willing to spend this much money, how about you can give an actual human being a job? Well, they don't say how much it's going to cost. Well, I, I'm assuming it's going to be very expensive. Plus the one like, time fee. Well, it was $2,000? More than that. $10,000. I, I, I guess probably. So, yeah, that's probably not enough for You can have someone come in once, <laughs> a, once a week to do yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But are they going to tell me to get up and start working out? To, once so, a week. <laughs> You're tell sitting too long. I leave, kick my chair. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Kick my chair and clean my dishes for the past week. That would be a hell of a job. Yeah, it's uh, it's creepy. Also, uh, uh, this thing this thing winks in the video for sure. Yes, it salutes why. and winks. So this is. I mean, do we ever need to have a real live CES again? If this is what they're going to give us, because I don't want to see this. Show me actual things that look cool. Like there's a picture of this robot pouring a glass of wine. Like he's gonna make a mess of this in this white kitchen. No, he's gonna do it right. You got it. You, you're too pessimistic about this because you're you're looking at stuff in their infancy and you're not looking at the future. Right? It goes back to the like, voice. I can stuff. just see him. What happens if he drops a dish? Is that in my warranty? Can I can I kick his butt if he breaks my dish? Yeah. It's not a person. It's not a thing. You could you can absolutely. So what kick happens ass. then when all of a sudden it's like, well, now you're abusing the robot, and because we've put feelings into it, we're headed toward. Who no says anything about feelings in the robot? Not yet. Not. I mean, he's winking at me. That's <laughs> true. It is winking at you. Yeah, but it's a script to wink at you. It's not like yeah, exactly. It's not like he's now. winking at him being like cheeky. He was not he was now, designed not. to wink at you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look. I mean, look. The Boston Dynamics robots dance. That's true. <laughs> so get there. 
They're programmed to dance. You got to You'll mash like this and that together. Like those bosses. If these two guys work together, then all of a sudden you have those dancing robots doing your dishes. It would be like a be a musical in your kitchen every. I'd much rather have this weird like dog robot that like marches in place this army robot like give me one of these boss I'm watching this video now the boss and dynamics robot dance those are freakier than this they are freakier but this at least I'm getting my money's worth you can bust a move but bust a move that that thing doesn't even have hands he's not he's not gonna you think he's gonna do a better job of pouring that wine glass pouring that wine this robot dog doesn't need to pour wine he can just entertain me you're not entertained by this thing no, strolling around creepy. and emptying your dishwasher. Oh, it's, it's filling the dishwasher. Okay, so it's not it's not cleaning dishes, which makes sense because it only has one arm. So I guess I'm the asshole here in that case, yeah. assuming that it could actually clean dishes. How fucking lazy that you yeah, look at right. this? And how and lazy are you? <laughs> we really we really are headed towards that Wally scenario where we're just laying down in beds being fat fucks just going around in these hover beds in this space resort because we killed our planet but and then this thing here with this one arm is doing the thing that you were too lazy to do which is bend over for 30 seconds to load your dishwasher to load your dishwasher i have to clean my dishes all right it is hard labor you people with your with your dishwashers you should be grateful all right you need this thing to fill your dishwasher? Get out of here. Really, I've got a robot to clean my dishes. It's the dishwasher. I don't need another robot yeah. to run the other robot, right? Like, I don't need this level of laziness. One robot is enough. Yeah, I don't think the dishwasher is Yeah, I'm watching this dancing robot now. This thing is, like, running and hopping and jumping around and touching its feet. You know what makes us spooky is that uh, they're uh, aren't they owned by the military? <laughs> yeah, of course. But again, the best tech comes to the military. Have you watched this video? Yes. These robots dancing—it's terrifying. <laughs> yes, it is. Every every video of Boston died—they know at this point that the videos are terrifying. I think they know it's going to reach overseas, and that this is like why no new wars have been started under Trump. Not because of his foreign policy, because of but because this army of because these every every three to four months, Boston Dynamics is dropping a new video about these killer robots that are dancing, and it's like, uh, never mind. Never all you mind. need, all you need then, is one of these things like like roaming in a in like roaming in a desert somewhere for you to be super terrified with like a yeah. with like a with like a an M sixteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that that'll show up once things start getting really heightened in the world. They'll release that video. It'll be like a robot doing John Wick stuff. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And that's and that's when you'd be like, okay, we're done. It'd be we're like done. those tactical videos that all the that all the. Uh, that all the rich celebrities do when they're about to do a movie that involves a gun and they like sit there and like run through this obstacle course, it'd be this yeah. thing and it will just, it will just blow everything up. <laughs> so yeah, except, right it now they it's, except it's not, it's not breathing heavy because it doesn't have to breathe. It's yeah, just it's doing problem. it at one swift motion, like that robot in Mandalorian when he's like, when his arms are moving in every which way direction. Yeah. Yep. The one that, uh, what's his name voiced that, uh, that the Kiwi guy over there. That's right. Him. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I guess for me, the, mo- I don't, this is why I don't own a Roomba, right? Like, just give me a vacuum cleaner and I can vacuum. I don't need the Roomba to do it for me. Right. Especially if you got steps. Yeah. Cause then the Roomba, there's then you come home and the thing's like running into a wall over and over again. And you're like, well, that just wasted a bunch of energy and you didn't vacuum anything. 
But I think, I mean, it does work, but it's a limited use case, right? You need the, you need the room, but they can go upstairs. Oh, well this, I mean, can this thing go upstairs? It's a good good question. (laughs) So that alone, if you can't climb stairs, we don't, it doesn't doesn't show it going upstairs and they never have stairs. If, if it, let me put it this way. If it could go upstairs, they would show it in the video going upstairs. So I'm going to say no, it can't. Yeah, I, oh man, I'm looking at this thing. It's weird ass Johnny Five Head. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about some ice cream. Reading from the USA Today, ice cream Keurig cold snap, which whips up soft serve ice cream smoothies like a Keurig unveiled at CES. Now this is my kind of tech. Here's a reason. T- here's a uh, fuck you, USA Today, but whatever. Here's a reason to us all to scream. All right. First of all, that's how you started. Let me let me try to rewrite the sentence for you. Here's a reason for us all to scream for ice cream. A new device showcased at CES 2021 that can whip up frozen treats just like a Keurig does for coffee. I guess I'll send you the link too, just to be consistent. The cold snap looks and works just like the popular coffee makers, featuring pods users place to create desserts like soft serve ice cream, frozen yogurt, and frozen smoothies. Here's how it works. You place a single serving pod into the machine, select ice cream, smoothie, or cocktail, then wait roughly one or two minutes for your treat to freeze and dispense. (laughs) The The pods don't require refrigeration and have a minimum shelf life of about nine months. Minimum? Minimum. Okay. I've never heard it put that way before. Which okay. means they haven't been able to test it for longer than nine months. Yeah, it's only existed for nine months. Haven't gone bad yet. <laughs> the machine can also make frozen coffee, gross, frozen cocktails, and slushies, according to a description on the company's website. Can it make slush that, puppies? Do you know what a slush puppy is? A slush puppy, isn't that just a slushie? It's the machine. It's the machine where you get your own, oh, you, you yeah. pumped your own the red uh, blue. liquid, the red or blue, or the mixture of them to make a purple. Yep. Uh, and then you put ice into it. I would assume so. It's like a staple at every ice arena across the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. So that's yeah. kind of what this is. It's only movie it's theaters too. Like it's a, big in big in movie theaters. So. Yeah. Instead, this is more of like a Keurig or a Nespresso or any of those. Put a pot into a machine and it does stuff for you. Yeah, these are like pretty hardcore tubes. They're not like these little pods. You got these. Uh, They're like cylinders. bank tubes. They're like pneumatic bank tubes, which we've yeah. also got. I think. Have we gotten rid of the pneumatic bank tube? I hope not. I mean, that was one of the really funds of going everything's, to the bank. Everything's sure. digital. Yeah, but that was part of the fun of going to the bank as a kid, right? You get that pneumatic tube and then you try to like move over so they see you and they give you a sucker. You, did, did you ever do that? Going through a bank drive through as a kid? Mm, I vaguely remember it. Oh, you're missing I, out. I guess. And then they might be gone forever. Yeah. Wait, who the hell in this video? Oh, this is definitely in an office setting because there's four microwaves and then they actually have a one of those industrial garbage cans. Yeah, this is an office setting. I like it. Anyway, reading on for the article, Matthew Fonte, I'm assuming that's how you say it, president and founder of Cold Snap said during an interview with USA Today that the idea originated with his daughters who concocted the idea for a home ice cream machine in their interview in in their invention journals. You have an invention journal? Hold on. Let's start there with that entire <laughs> sentence. So, <laughs> so not only does this guy have his daughters with invention journals, he's also stealing their ideas. Well, 
You don't think they're going to get any? Ah, I mean, it sounds like he went through this journal and was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then just kind of did it. But like their invention journals, like why, why is his daughter's name not on here? I don't know. Right? I don't see his daughter his name anywhere. See, this is this is what's wrong with the patriarchy, right? If it was a son, give him credit. His poor daughters are the geniuses behind Cold Snap, and this dude's taking all the credit. What if they just said, How do you know that it didn't just come out of their ideas like he's making himself a curry and she's and the daughter's like, Does that make ice cream? And he's like, Oh shit. Put it in the journal. I'm gonna invent this thing. <laughs> Maybe. You think they wrote up the schematics for it to get I think it done? They did. I think they didn't. I think he stole it. I, it's it's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. He's a thief from his own kids. I, but it could be his his drive to allow them to, to uh, push them to have invention journals. Can you look up an LLC to see whether or not his daughter's name is on this LLC? Yeah, sure. Cold Snap. Cold Snap LLC, I guess. Well, I'll just say Cold Snap. I just want to. Here we go. Let's see. A lot of companies called Cold Snap. I'm on the website. I found the website. Uh, Let's see. Our story. Yes. Oh, the kids are here. Okay. So he's got a picture of the kids. Okay, good. Yeah. Here's our story. When nightly bedtime stories grew dull for Matt Fonte, for Matt Fonte, or is it Fonta? I have no idea. And his two daughters, Sierra and Fiona. See, they're right there. They decided to swap magic. They decided to swap magic treehouse and fairy tale princess books for a more creative pastime. Invention journals. Topping the list of problems to solve. How do we create a better ice cream machine for at home use? One without all the hassle. The girls considered a Keurig style machine that could generate ice cream in 60 seconds or less and without a mess. Matt, a serial entrepreneur who saw potential in this idea, a serial entrepreneur saw potential in this idea. In 2018, Sigma Phase Corp was formed with a singular objective to transform the way frozen confections are produced, transported, purchased, and enjoyed. Please enjoy Cold Snap. Trademarked. So there you go. All right. Well, look, his daughters are on here. I still think he might have stole this from him, but I think he's just sort of convinced them. Um. Because he's making cocktails out of this thing, he just he wow. didn't stop with ice cream. I'm on their Instagram page. You know what? I'm 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 on board with this idea. I'm, I am I'm totally on board with this, but I actually think it's a really good idea. Oh, <laughs> Kudos to his daughter Sierra and Fiona for coming up with this idea. I don't need to say his name; they're the ones that came up with this. <laughs> Just to round out the story, the machine uses so Fonte's later research into the process led him to start Cold Snap. The machine uses a compressor condenser technology similar to what you'd find in your refrigerator or freezer to create concoctions. To create the concoctions, quote, we're taking all the cold that it's generating and we're harnessing that cold and we're isolating it right around the pod and we're effectively pulling heat out of the pod and putting it through the refrigeration system. And quote, Fonte said. The pod, which looks like a tall metal can, is placed at the top of the machine similar to a Keurig. Once it's done, you pop the can out and toss it without the need to clean up. Quote, what really makes this exciting is it's never been done before. End quote, Fonte said. The Cold Snap will undergo a smaller beta launch later this year before launching fully in 2022. Got to wait a little while. Prices have yet to be finalized, but the machine is expected to cost between $500 and $1,000, with pods costing $299 each. Now, I guess that's the problem. The only downside I see with this, right, is that 
like the the pods are really and are these things environmental friendly right because these things look like red bull cans recyclable yeah but like i mean that's part of the problem with like the keurig cups right like it's a lot of waste that you generate creating cups of coffee if i was them i would do like a subscription service where you can send it back i would also like to see like a can that you can make your own because, like, what if I don't want to have the ice cream or the yogurt that you have? What if I've got my own recipe for this? You mean, like... Or what uh, if I want to make my own frozen cocktail? I don't want to use your cocktail mix. I want to use my own. I want my frozen cocktail to have a bit more alcohol in it. Then what do I do? You uh, get the bottle. <laughs> you add a little... You put it in there. there. Yeah. I Or if I want to make a bunch of ice cream. I want to make that myself. I mean, what's in that can? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know what's in it. Like, it doesn't tell me, especially if it lasts nine months. I'm a little worried what's inside of this cold snap can. And quite frankly, I think the like the idea is good. What does it taste like? Period. If it tastes gross, you're done. Yeah. Because it very yeah. well could taste gross. Like, there was always something weird about, um, what are those? The the seltzer machines? What am I blanking on the name of those things? The um, soda. Soda. What's it soda called? Stream. Soda stream. Soda stream. Yeah. Yeah. There, those none of those sodas tasted good. No, and that was mostly because of the syrup that you put in it. it wasn't good. It makes great carbonated water. It's awful at making sodas. Doesn't right. taste like coke. Tastes like cheap, right? Cheap soda. Yeah, it's like it's a step below RC. Yes. Never, uh, n- not a good look when you're trying. So to, yeah, so if cold snap doesn't taste any good, then you're in trouble. Where I think, like you said, this is a nifty little thing to have in a Silicon Valley office. <laughs> Oh, no, ice cream is one of those things where even when it's bad, it's still it's still pretty good. So <laughs> the bar is pretty mm, low. I've had bad ice cream. I've had bad ice cream that tastes like that, you know, chips and doesn't have a good consistency and tastes a little gross, like too chemically. Like, yeah, there's bad ice cream. I, I don't agree with that at all. Okay, fair enough. It, you got to You got to try to make it bad, though. I don't think so. I think you'll be surprised. I think ice cream that comes traditionally making ice cream, it's hard to mess up. But when you're a company trying to make ice cream, I think you could really mess this up. You can just put too much stuff in it and it's gross. Well, look, they, they got a they're they're tackling six pillars here where you got ice cream, dairy and non-dairy, frozen yogurt, frozen smoothies, frozen protein shakes, frozen coffee, and frozen cocktails. At this point you could drop the frozen. But you know, at least one of those things has got to be decent. Right? I think it would have made a great frozen cocktail or smoothie. I personally wouldn't have. The ice cream thing is a little weird to me. Um, out of all of these categories, just because that's the one like frozen smoothie, you can put a bunch of dehydrated fruit and rehydrate and make it cold, right? Like it's easier. Same thing with cocktails, right? But ice cream, you start adding dairy and stuff to this. And I know there's non-dairy versions of this as well, which is good. Um, it's a little weird, but look, I think it's, it's an office setting. I don't think you buy this for your home unless you're really a giant, like the Keurig is nice, right? Cause it's coffee on the go. You can basically set this thing, hit the button, go do a bunch of other stuff and your coffee's ready. And then you can put it in a mug, right? But no one's getting ice cream to go. Like it's kind of one of those things that you get while you're out. No one's getting an ice cream machine for their house. Cause they love ice cream every single evening. Speak for yourself. <laughs> It's an office thing. Like everything that they're showing in these videos are like people in an office. Yeah, but show it. You know, it's for the kids. It's for the kids. You know, you, you get the ice cream for the kids and then you get and you get a little something extra for uh, something special for kids. And how does it you clean? Know? Like if I make a margarita, is my kid going to get drunk when they decide to make a vanilla ice cream? Because it gets some margarita juice right. in it. Got to gotta learn eventually. Give him a little, give him a little taste. 
I like it though. I'm, I'm not against it. I, I want. I want to taste it. If you can find one, twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. If there's a beta program, uh, I'll look get, into it. Get in on the beta program. Get in. Although I think the, the economics in Massachusetts. They're in Massachusetts, so you're close. The economics are a little bit of a struggle. Five hundred dollars, maybe. Like the prices for a pod are okay when you're at like two ninety nine a pop, and then you could space that over. Uh, you know, across the five hundred dollars and really scale it out. But as a uh, as a as a man who lives alone, I don't think it would be worth it for me personally. Give me give me a heavily discounted or free one to beta test this thing. I'll I'll have it I'll have it daily if I need a check. I won't try your coffee products, but I'll do everything else. So this thing did get an honorary an an honorary award, like an honoree innovation award for 2021 do you do you know what the best of innovations were this year at ces no yes do you know is it worth trying to find those because i think it might be interesting to see what one usually does their engadget actually runs the official ces awards and i think that'll be next week okay so because i'm on ces.tech innovation award honorees there's a lot of things here so i don't want to go all through them but it's like pretty much it yeah. seems like almost everything that was at ves or ves <laughs> ces this year yeah there's always a lot of a lot of that stuff there but so. like i see the first thing that i see as far as innovation it's in amd ryzen 5000 processor yeah. so okay great <laughs> a processor wonderful it's uh it's some pretty good stuff allegedly yeah there's a uh, there's a, a smart craft safety and security system for transportation vehicles, all these different things. So yeah, there's a bunch of different awards on here. Yeah, they got all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I I, I really miss going to CES. CES was a great, it's a great show. It's a good show. You had everything. Yeah. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe they unveiled the next computer I buy. We'll see. Yeah, maybe they unveiled some pretty cool uh, some pretty cool computers. They also a smart faucet some. also was best in best in innovation this year. Right. A Moen smart faucet because what does a smart faucet do? Uh, all through their smart speaker, existing home ecosystem, operate the faucet, touchless sensor control, handle control, and the Moen app. So yeah, I mean, I guess all this stuff is like not touching stuff. Like, can you do stuff without touching and sharing germs? Yeah, but that's how smart stuff works all the time. It's the yeah. Internet of Things, as it's as yes. it's called. Iota. Yeah. Iota. Just that that's it. There's no A at the end. There's not? No. Internet of things. Things is the last word. Sure. Um, I mean, what did I just said it? Oh, Iota is a cryptocurrency. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Completely different. Apparently it's a good one, right? Allegedly? Yeah. Okay. There's only like two. There's there's really just two. The rest of them are just kind of hanging around. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. What? Uh, what were your thoughts on that interview <laughs> with the QAnon Shabbat? So, real quick, first, I do want to talk about. Do you know everything? All the platforms that are that Trump is banned for. Do you know what they are? I mean, all of them, right? I mean, I know he's, he's banned from <laughs> Pinterest. I don't even know he well, had a Pinterest. That's <laughs> funny, right? He's banned from Facebook, from Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Which banned him before he could ban them, which is interesting. Instagram. He's banned from Twitch. He's banned from Reddit. He's banned from YouTube. 
on this list I'm looking for, he's just banned from Google. <laughs> Google's just banned him from Google, which is like the Google. internet. <laughs> Maybe it's Google Plus. He's the only guy just banned. on Google Plus now. The interesting ones are Spotify. Oh. Like, why? Like, what? Was he going to release a speech on Spotify? Like, why would you? Like, how could you ban him from Spotify? What is he doing on Spotify? Well, you can release podcasts. So, I guess so we can't release a podcast then, right? Is that it? So, Trump can't make. So, Rogan is not one of listening to. Maybe they don't want him listening to music, but let's be so, real. Do you think Trump listens to music? YMCA? Yeah, that's true. So he's got those <laughs> sweet dance moves. Yeah, he's got the he's got the fist pump down. Yeah. Uh, he's banned from Shopify, and like you said, he's banned from Pinterest. <laughs> so what's he? What, like, is it just because he was going to be like, "Hey guys, come to my Pinterest account. I'm going to put things and images that you can pin on your boards." <laughs> like, what is he doing? Yeah, he's got some recipes for how to make a solid, well done steak with ketchup just right. Uh, he also can show you how to do some macrame. <laughs> you know, he's very he's very crafty. So is he not allowed to Google? <laughs> like, if he wanted to Google, like, how to stay out of jail, does Google go, sorry, this account has been, you know, this connection has been banned? That's if he's logged in. He can't. They It just won't remember the preferences. Trump has a Google account. You think he's got a Google email address? Well, he had a Galaxy phone, didn't he? I have no idea. I thought he always had an iPhone. That was just my assumption. That I, think he had a Galaxy. I think he had a Galaxy phone back in the day. I don't know what he has now. Uh, I don't, I think it was just good measure. Like everybody's coming out. So they come out and he probably had all these accounts just in case. Yeah. I don't think anybody was following him on Pinterest. I mean, was he banned from Etsy? <laughs> Did he have an Etsy shop? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this again, Shopify has blocked him, right? So if he can't sell product, so if he can't sell, sell anything, and stuff, yeah. I would assume that Etsy has some version of Shopify or I mean, maybe it has its own, you know, platform for this now, but. Yeah, so Trump's banned from everything, and yeah, so let, let's get back to the shaman, right? We talked about well, this. We talked, yeah. yeah, we talked about the QAnon shaman last week, right? It's this guy who's dressed in apparently what is Native American war headdress, which is buffalo horns and some type of fur. You know, he's got all these tattoos on his body that are apparently a combination of anti-Semitic and racist. <laughs> And yeah, he kind of walked around with this, what people were calling a spear. And again, CNN trumped this up like this guy was, you know, like he was going to go on a, on a war path. But he's been arrested, right? So the shaman is arrested. He was a former, what was he, Air Force Marine? He was former something. Um, so I'll look it up uh, in an incognito window. Yes. Only so the QAnon shaman, <laughs> which is again, he's become the face of QAnon, which is amazing for him, right? So he's in prison, and as Jason, as we alluded to earlier, he was refusing to eat because he needs organic food. And I happened to be having CNN on when I was at work yesterday, and Chris Cuomo <laughs> says, "You got to hear what this guy has to say. You got to hear him. It's the lawyer of the QAnon shaman, right?" So. The QAnon Shaman gets on. And the thing that I found really funny is that CNN apparently doesn't realize when their connection is awful. Like, it takes them a long time oh, to realize, yeah. like, hey, no one can hear what this guy is saying. So Chris is like, well, hold on. I, I just want to make sure I got the connection right. Say something. <laughs> it's like, this is on live TV. It's like, what yeah, is yeah. It was awkward. Because then he started getting real. He was kind of getting indignation. He was kind of getting real, like, oh, well, you're not letting. And it's just like, it's every, you heard every, like, 10th word. So anyways, he comes back. And the QAnon Shaman 
He said some very interesting things. The lawyer. Go, the lawyer. The lawyer, sorry. The lawyer of the QAnon shaman, not the shaman himself. I'm sure the shaman will have his day with Leslie Stahl and, and, and CBS. 60 minutes. <laughs> sure, it's coming. So there's a few interesting things that the that the lawyer of the shaman said, right? The the first thing he said was that Mr. I believe his last name is it was like Jacob and Jelly or something like that. He goes, Mr. And Jelly was sent to the Capitol. He was invited Chansley, to the Capitol. Chansley. Right, but he goes by Anselli, I believe. I believe that's the name that he goes by, other than of course the QAnon shaman. Okay. I mean, why would you go so, by anything else? Sure. So he <laughs> So he basically says he was invited to the Capitol by the by the president of the United States. And of course, it's like, well, that's troubling because the president is, you know, that kind of directly puts him as like, hey, you, this guy says you invited him. And he then broke the Capitol. Yeah. And because the president has invited him, he should get a pardon. The president on his way out of office should pardon the shaman. Because he was there on behalf of the president, and the president should use his pardon power to make sure that his supporters, who he sent to the Capitol, are allowed to live free lives after this. The other thing that I found interesting was that Chris was like, you know, this this fool. <laughs> and the lawyer was like, well, we shouldn't call people fool because my client is a respected member in the shaman community. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a real shaman. He's a real shaman. He's yep. and Chris like uh, whatever. He can be whatever he wants to be. It's <laughs> <was> like fine, <laughs> fine. He's a shaman. He's like well, th- that's just dumb, but whatever. Um. So did you have any like this is going to keep happening, right? Like this is what I would do if I was this guy's lawyer. I'd say, well, the president invited my client. My client felt felt obliged to go to the Capitol. Yeah. Right. I yeah the just like any of these of anybody who's defended Trump and has gone along with all this stuff it just it ends the way it started which is not making any sense and you start poking holes in this and it just falls apart so you have these guys who will say don't convict Trump because he didn't actually incite this riot. Like now they're saying on the floor, hey, they're saying this was planned ahead of time and it was planned ahead of time. So therefore you can't convict him. And then you got the guys who are convicted who are saying, well, he invited me to come. So, okay, if it was planned ahead of time and it was invited and it was seen as a personal invitation by Trump to do this, that doesn't that negate your argument? No, because they don't care about taking it that step further. So it's not going to matter. Uh, But yeah, it makes sense. Everything he said, everything he's done, you tell him it's an unfair election. I was listening to Dan Carlin had a pretty good uh, podcast that was put out, his Common Sense podcast, and he made a pretty good point, which is these actions on the outside look ridiculous. But if you look at what these people are reading and what they're saying, which is, oh, once they're in, they're going to put all you conservatives in concentration camps, then what they did is quite reasonable. Re- a quite reasonable reaction if you believe that to be true. Yes, they believe they believe these lies. They believe them. So what they did, they believe in. Now again, you we can me and you specifically, right? We make fun of these people for believing in something that me and you are able to see is not true. Yep. But if these people honestly believe, they go, look, my client believes in this. He believes what he's been told by the highest office in the United States. 
I think it's a pretty solid case. Yeah. Because every other time the president tells us to do something, when it's not Trump, we tend to believe that person, right? This is unprecedented territory that the, what that you're not supposed to listen to the president. Yeah. And you kind of figured that out. If you are a rational thinker, you realize that the moment he decided he was going to run for president. Right. But if you believe in the office of the president and you're and you believe in all of these high ideals, you believe what you did was was you did what the president asked you to do. Yeah. You Which is to, why this is so so messed up. <laughs> yeah, you needed to hang Mike Pence, apparently, because they were yeah. chanting that. And Mike Pence are just like, cool. <laughs> that was his reaction. He was like, yeah, well, maybe I should just talk to him and then we can be friends again. And then I'll, you know, I'll try to do his job for him because he doesn't fill up for it. Yeah, I mean, at all this and and for the last two months, Mike Pence has basically been the president. Again, I watched a video of him yesterday, like meeting the yeah. like Nancy Pelosi went out there and talked to the National Guard troops that are stuck at the Capitol now. And Mike Pence went out there and like talked to these guys. Like, hey, so how long have you been in the National Guard? It's like, 34 years. He's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, we give this guy a round of applause. He's been here for 34 years. Thank you for your service. I and watched the now, exact same thing. And yeah, I was like, wow, now, that, that's actually, uh, he's that's looking pretty good right now. And then you go to the next, and then you find out today that Pence has reached out to Kamala Harris and said, hey, let's have a chat before uh, before next week just to make sure that if there's any specific questions you need to ask. Now, again, sure, he should have done this earlier, but Mike Pence, at least towards the end, and again, this is all saving face. We know he's a monster. Yeah. But I mean, even if you're a monster to the end, like Mike Pence is showing like, okay, like the, la- and I honestly believe it's because of his wife. I'm oh, sorry, wrong, wrong wife. Um, <laughs> so, well, I mean, it could be because of his wife, <laughs> but I, I believe that like Mitch McConnell, for example, right? I believe he's turning a tune because of his wife. And I, I mean, you know, I can say the same thing about Mike Pence, his wife. It's sounds like, look enough, like enough. Like, I actually want to be able to be able to leave my house without people trying to hang me on one side and people trying to put me in prison on the other. So how about you actually act like an adult and realize that this is over and then we can go on about our lives? And I think everyone has realized that except for Donald Trump. Why don't you think he did the why do you think he didn't agree to the 25th Amendment? Because it because it looks bad. It's the only time in history that, that this has happened and his name is attached to it. Versus now, the only time this has happened in history, it's Nancy Pelosi's name. It's the Democrats' name. Mike Pence is still a Republican. And he's just saying, you know what? Let this thing sort itself out. I'll be gone in a week, man. Like, I, I, I'm i going to go take a really long holiday, and I'm just going to be away from this. I don't want my name attached to this. So right now, Mike Pence is implicated in nothing. Of all the people on the president's staff, Mike Pence is the one, is the guy at the highest level who's going to get away scot-free from anything. Yeah. Right? Mike Pence is not going to jail. Most likely, he's not going to jail. Mike Pence's it, name has not come kept up. His mouth shut. Yeah. Kept his mouth shut. He stayed out of this. Even Don Jr. and all these other people, you can say. I mean, Bill Barr, all these guys, you can implicate. Mike Pence is the one guy that we're kind of like. He just didn't do enough. Like we he's needed you. To, that's his. Complicit. That was his. He's complicit thing. to all. He was. Com- he was complacent, and he was complicit. He was just like, hey, you know what? Like the coronavirus task force, right? Like in the beginning, when Mike Pence was in charge of it, it, actually felt like something. And then Trump didn't like the fact that Mike Pence was on TV every day. So then Trump started running up and it became a mess, right? So I think Mike Pence, at the end of the day, he's a monster and he's a bigot and he believes in all the gay transformational therapy, all, all the nonsense, yeah. right? Like he's a monster, uh, but he's a true believer. He's a true believer. And he also stayed out of this stuff when it hit the fan. And so, yeah, I think you got to give Mike Pence 
I mean, it's sad, right? You got to give the guy credit for doing nothing. <laughs> I guess, yeah, he was uh, he was just a wet blanket. Like, a, I guess he worked out. Like, you you think if Trump chose anybody else as his VP, he would have been fine. He probably went out and picked. Like, you hear stories. I know Rogan talks about it a lot when he looks for openers to his acts. And he says he looks at he looks for openers who he likes who are like actually good comedians because yeah. he wants to work with talented people. Whereas other comedians will bring openers who suck so that they look better. Sure. That feels like what Trump did <laughs> to find. Well, not only that, I also think that Trump like he want, he needed to appeal to that evangelical base more, right? Because Trump's got a, any any Republican would have any any but but again but trump specifically right i mean his own party attacked him for being you know he's had all these wives and he doesn't believe in these values and this is this and mike pence is the guy that believes in a lot of this stuff and he was willing to shut his mouth so i think of all the people yeah that's what mike pence was and i hope mike pence goes away and we don't hear from him again i hope he goes on and lives a happy life in whatever racist part of the world he wants to live in he just leaves the rest of us alone He's well, gonna I run. In, he's gonna run in twenty twenty four. No way. No twenty twenty four is gonna be Trump if he's not convicted. Ivanka Trump, Trump Jr., maybe Eric. He'll be out quick, and then uh, then Pence, Nikki Haley, and then a whole bunch of other crazy wackos. You really think that they're gonna let <laughs> Trump and his family run this party for another four years? I don't see that happening. I really don't. I uh, think they're gonna I've try. Seen they're I've gonna seen take enough. a run for it. They're going to try. I think Mitch is going to make a real solid case for we got to get this out if we want to win in 2022, because if they don't win in 2022, it's over for this, like completely over from this party because they don't they, they don't control anything right now. And if they go four years without controlling any part of the any part of Congress or the executive branch, you're going to be in trouble. What do you think would happen if the if the 2024 I don't I don't think Biden goes for a second term. But what would you do if the? What do you think would happen if the twenty twenty four presidential candidates were Kamala Harris versus Ivanka Trump? Kamala would eat her alive. I think you, you need. Think a, so? I mean, you, and then you, you find you, that, and then you get the first female president is Ivanka Trump. It's going to be Don Jr. And I don't think like that to me out of the Trump family. He's the guy. He's the guy most like Trump as far as outward facing Ivanka's more most like Trump inward right like the way that she thinks the way but again Ivanka's not a loud mouth I know and that's why she has the composure to actually get some I don't think that I don't think that base wants Republican crowd but that, but that base doesn't want composure that base is no, probably but, they, but but Trump will highly endorse endorse her and they're like yeah whatever she's hot <laughs> nah, again I, I think that I think his base hates women they they're they deserve their place Stay over there. Be seen, not heard. We'll see. Remember, you got to remember this base is a bunch of it's a bunch of bigots. It's a bunch of sexists. It's it's a bunch of monsters who believe in most of the Trump stuff. It's people who want to go back to 1950. So putting a woman as president, no, no, no. You just Jared's got a better chance of winning than she does. Okay. To that base, the base isn't again. The base is the base. Is a bunch of monsters. It's not a bunch of rational people. It's people who want Donald Trump. Who want? Oh, you know, I you know, I do what I want. I can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. I get away with it. That's what they want. They don't want silent, stoic leader. They want loudmouth. 
And so Don Jr.'s got a better chance of doing that, sitting in his cabin with his, you know, the mounted heads on the wall talking about, you know, we're going to take the country back. Like, that's what they what want. A, what about, uh, what about his, his girlfriend, Kimberly Gilfoyle? The, the best. She makes a good first lady. Yeah, she, makes a, she makes a good, loud mouth first lady. Better than, better than, than uh, Melania did. So. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a mess. Oh. I think, I think they root this out. I think Mitch is going to throw him under the bus once he's out of office. I really do. I think love Mitch is going to. You'll love to see I mean, it. Mitch is a snake, right? So snake's going to snake. <laughs> so he's going to throw him under the bus and Mitch, they'll find a new guy. There's always some young white wacko out there that can take the position of the next, you know, next party leader. And you just hope that Joe decides not to run. And then you just say, well, you know, Kamala's not presidential material. She makes a fine vice president. She's not a president. And then you put a guy against her. You're good. Do you do you in any way, and we'll end on this point before before getting out of this, but the uh do you do you in any way believe in that in like the idea of fate and why things happen, that why things go the way they do? And with that premise that the only way for Trump to get his ultimate justice was for him to win the presidency and the last four years to happen and to get to this moment, which absolutely destroys him. So you're saying is all of this, like this is what we had to go through in order for Donald Trump to be destroyed. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough because I don't. And the cost was about, it's going to be like a half million dead Americans from a pandemic that he couldn't control and refused to acknowledge and empowered people to not, did not control. And, uh, but hey, no new wars. So you're saying does the ends justify the means? Is what you're asking me. It's it's like kind of the opposite. It, it's less do you kill a kid to save a village and more do you kill a village to save a kid? Save a kid. <laughs> In the kids America. Do we yeah. kill the Republican Party with Donald Trump? No, do In you order kill to- 500,000 people to kill the to kill the Republican Party theoretically? Yeah. Yeah, which, to which is hard to say because they didn't do that badly. But killing their idol is a, ever, is a hell of a start. Have they, ever, have they ever explained why Trump became a Republican? Has it ever been explained to anybody? Because he because because a black guy was the Democrat president, and that's why, right? Is that why? Because I, he's just a he's just a rampant white supremacist. Is that it? For it might sure, be. I wouldn't doubt it. He donated to the Clintons, and then all of a sudden Barack shows up, and then he's like, "Nope, too far." You went that too guy. Far. One, he wasn't born here. Two, I'm a Republican. Three, stop making fun of me. Four, I'm president. Boom. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you can blame Obama for Trump's presidency. He said it. Trump said it. I would have never ran if you didn't. If you know, if you didn't say that. I mean, he's such That's a, a sensitive. He teased it I know before. it's a lie. I know it's a lie, but he ran for president before. This isn't the first time he ran for president. He ran for president Did he before. officially run? Yeah, I no. believe he officially run ran for president before. I really do. You can look that up. I'm pretty sure he ran before this. He ran sometime in the 90s to be president. This isn't his first go. I think he always teased it. Because Trump's a narcissist, and he just felt that if I become president, no one can ever take that away from me. And it seems like they might. Because he is going to go down as the worst president in history as of right now, like when you go back in a history textbook for your kids or someone else's kids who are born today, right? Or Brittany's kid. Congratulations, by the way, Brittany, if you've, if you listen to this or if you've made it this far, right? Her kid, when it's in school, was going to learn about the awful presidency. That was when it was a question, right? What's name the president who was impeached twice. Donald Trump. He's the worst president in history. 
according to Cuomo, he is the worst. <laughs> I love it. He is. He's the worst, worst president ever. You can't name a worse president. Could you imagine showing up to court and you know you're you're a lawyer or you're you're on the or you're on some side and then on the other side who walks in Chris Cuomo? You have to go against that guy. Do you just be like, all right, I give up? I don't remember what side I'm on, but I'm done. He wins. Yeah, can't argue with him. He said I'm the worst. He's right. Yeah. Speaking of the Cuomo's, I saw I saw, and I'm sure this doesn't matter, but I saw that uh, because I think people like his brother, right? People like Governor Cuomo. They're getting they, impatient, but yeah, they, he's, he's they, they, they don't like de Blasio, right? Because and, Andrew Yang no, is officially hate de Blasio. No one likes de Blasio. And, Andrew Yang is officially saying he's going to run for mayor of New York, right? Yeah, in New York mm-hmm. City. You think he's got a good chance? Maybe he's got the celebrity at this point, uh, but we'll see. I don't. It, it it takes a lot to be the mayor of New York and come out unscathed on the other side. So it's it's. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, a you can turn into Rudy, right? Yeah. Rudy was probably one of the most celebrated mayors of all time in New York City, and now he's this. Now he's not even getting paid. <laughs> and he's got a good chance of actually being of actually being arrested. As he should. Because well, let's have trial by, trial by combat. Kumate. Kumate. They might as well said that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine, Trump filed an exploratory committee to seek nomination of the Reform Party of the two thousand presidential election. In July 1999, poll matching him against likely Republican nominee George W. Bush and likely Democrat nominee Al Gore showed Trump with 7% support. Trump eventually dropped out of the race, but still went on to win the Reform Party primaries in California and Michigan. After his run, he left the party due to the involvement of David Duke, Pat Buchanan, and Lenora uh, Filani. White supremacy stuff killed him then, but it didn't kill him now, which is interesting. Yeah, he also considered running for president in 2004. In 2008, he endorsed Republican John McCain for president. See? Yeah, because he was voting for a black guy. Exactly. Exactly. So then, uh, anyway, this 2012 president speculation, but never happened. So that was the deal. And I think he's already registered to run like it, oh no never mind that's last time so yeah that that was his political career anyway we're running low on time so enough of that shit let's get into some media therapy and i got a question for you and i think it's a good one i think it's a good one who's older charlie sheen or paul giamatti Ooh, it's got to be charlie sheen i think that's an easy one i think charlie sheen's close to 60 well you're right He's not close to 60, though, unless you're rounding up. He's 55. Charlie Sheen is older he's, than Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I mean, he looks a mess. Yeah, but he's in, he's in commercials now. That's what tipped me off, because he's in that commercial with his dad. Yeah. Always, always a pleasure to see Martin Sheen on screen. Yeah. And Martin Sheen? Yeah. And uh, it's always funny that I always have to remember that Emilio Estevez, who sort of disappeared from Hollywood. He's coming is, back, though. He's coming, he coming back. back. They're they're making a Mighty Ducks Disney Plus show. Are they? They're making a TV show. And the Mighty Ducks are the bad guys. <laughs> like like the Mighty Ducks have effectively become the Hawks. And, oh wow, that's interesting. And there's like a startup team, and they recruit Emilio to get to uh, they they go to old Gordon Bombay. Oh, so the Ducks are now like now like Hawks. risen to. Yeah, like they've become too selective and all these other things. So, uh, yeah, that's the premise behind the Mighty Ducks. I think Game Changers is what it's called. 
Yeah, wow. the Mighty Ducks game changers. Yeah. Huh. Well, good for him. I mean, that's what else has he been in? That's it. Uh, not not much. I mean, who's older, Emilio Estevez or or Paul Giamatti? That's a good question. Now that you uh, know that Charlie Sheen is fifty five, is Emilio Estevez yeah, that much younger young. than him? Or it's got to be close, I'm right? Gonna, I would say they're the same age. Same age. I'm going. I'm I'm going double zero. What do you think? I'm going to say Paul Giamatti's older by like six months. No, Emilio Estevez is older than all of them. He's fifty eight. Wow. Wow. I didn't realize he was the older brother. I thought he was the younger brother, huh? That would have been a great one. If you would have told if you would have asked me Emilio Estevez or Paul Giamatti, I definitely would have said younger. Yeah. Well, he looks the same because there's a trailer up and he looks the same. He's just a little puffier, you know? But not too much so. He's uh I I, I feel like the show's gonna be awful, but I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, watch it too. Like watch it, watch the trailer for it. It's very interesting. All right, let me see if I find it. The other I did have a media question I want to ask you, and unfortunately it does go back to Trump, but it's more about the canceling of media, right? So I want to talk about Home Alone 2. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Right. Yeah, right. sure. So if you don't, yeah. So if you don't remember Home Alone 2, Donald Trump is, I think Macaulay Culkin goes to like a hotel or something, right? Because it's like the opposite, right? Where like it's he lost gets in stuck. New York. Yeah, he's lost in New York. So he goes there and he goes to Trump's hotel. Trump shows up for a few minutes, for a few, like a couple one liners and walks off. Mm-hmm. They now want to remove Donald Trump from Home Alone 2. What are your general thoughts on that? No, just leave him. It's the movie. Like I, I, I don't. I, I, there's nuance in these things. Like, am I never gonna watch the Negotiator again? Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm asking. I don't I'm know. I, yeah. I, there's a lot of awful people. Like, if you're gonna scrub everybody out because of the awful shit they do, plus he's such a minor part in the movie. You can get rid of it, but what's the point? It, it just comes to a point where it's, it's petty. Yeah. It's petty and it's not worth it. Like keep the movie as it was. And then you'd be like, huh, that asshole's in this thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind president. Of, but I think that's just in general, right? Because like gone with the wind. Like they're putting things on movies or they're removing things from movies. It's I, like, I well, don't like the more. idea for better or worse, it's art, right? Like the making a movie or TV show. It's, it's art just as any art piece would. And it's all a matter of context and time. And therefore it can be preserved as it is. And you can give that nuance. Like if you're going to play something, I don't have a problem with putting something before the movie. Like, yeah, some of this stuff is based on what we know now. This is not right, but you should be able to tell that just by watching it and be like, Oh, wow. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to say that today. That was a different time. But yeah, what do you I, I do? Guess, I guess for me, like I think having things that are time capsuled is not a bad thing. Agree, a hundred percent. is time cap- Like media, all media that's made today is a reflection of the world today. So music, movies, television shows. It's a reflection of the time that when this was was created. That's why it's interesting watching old movies and I mean look, like there's a lot of homophobia in old movies. If you've ever watched a movie from like 2000. Yeah, I mean yeah, Ace Ventura the whole thing is like yeah, it's all it's all one giant transphobic plot line. Yeah. It's a plot line to yeah, so like it's it's interesting cuz that's why I just say, you know, that's yeah, is it insensitive absolutely but by our standards today 
but I think seeing media in the in the the light that it was built, and like you said, maybe put something ahead that goes like, "Look, this is the year this thing was made." There maybe is some insensitive content given today's media standards, and then you leave it alone. That's it. So I agree with. I don't. I think taking him out of this thing is stupid because you kind of want to say, well, "Look, this is what Donald Trump used to be. He used to just kind of be this cameo guy that owned a bunch of hotels, yeah, and then he became the first president." president. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that it's fine to keep things as they were. I don't even think it's a hundred percent necessary to put in a line ahead uh that says, hey, it was a different time. It's like, duh. Just watching it, you know it's old. I guess there's some people that just can't do that. They can't like same thing with Gone with the Wind, right? Like Gone with the Wind is old. It's petty yeah, at that point crazy. though. It, it's something that hurts your feelings, I, but it's something that's so old. If you make something new and it has malicious intent, that's one thing. But if By it's today's standards, old, right? And you find and I can say because there's stuff that we're putting in movies and television now that is going to be insensitive in 20 years. It just is. That's because sensibilities change. Yeah. So you're not going to go back and monitor the past of what you've done at the time where it was appropriate, in which case you throw like, everything out. Everything from the everything from the everything up until the 60s. Because all those people are racist. I said it. Yeah. Yeah, but like, who's watching Home Alone two to the point that you feel so offended because Donald Trump shows up in it? I think you gotta, like, this is where you start losing that argument of like, well, yeah, it's cancel culture because yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Like, why are you trying to get rid of history? Yeah, and that's where people like, and that's the kind of conversation that Republicans are going to have. That's where the Trump supporters are going to aim their conversation. It's not going to be about policy or anything like that because policy would probably help them. That that Joe Biden wants to push, but. When they see things like this, this is the biggest ammunition they have against against liberals. And you know what? They're right when it comes to down to this shit. Right. To a degree, but they're this, right. I for this media, stuff, for they're this. right. Yes. But but I would say where you're wrong is like businesses today and supporting those businesses. Like to me, if you're really offended by Home Alone 2, don't watch it. Why are you watching it anyways? Don't watch it. Don't consume that media. Yeah. Don't change it. Just don't consume it. What you don't have to watch Gone with the Wind. Like, why? There's other stuff to watch that matches your sensibility. So watch that stuff. Support the people making content today. Don't go change content from Gone with the Wind. Just don't watch Gone yeah, with the Wind so, at yeah, all. So much content. Yeah, if you want to watch an old movie that watch. doesn't offend you, watch Citizen Kane. I guess. If you don't want to see Donald Trump, don't watch Home Alone 2. You're not missing anything. You're missing nothing. By not watching Home Alone 2. There, again, you watch something else that's better, right? So that's my point. Where today's businesses, if you find out that a business owner is running a company that you don't feel correct about, you're allowed to not support that business and tell people that you're not going to support that business. I'm fine with that. I'm just not fine with like going back to a business 70 years ago and going, we need to wipe all of these products off the face of the earth because we found out that this guy was a racist because they all were. Would you, so, yeah. would you so watch? My- would you Would you watch The Negotiator again? Yeah, why not? Because it's got uh, what's his name, the pedo guy. Look, I'll watch House of Cards. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah I don't. I'm, I'm saying I'm with you because the Negotiator is a great movie. Like, I, I don't tend to cancel media because there's someone in there. Like, hell, I watched the Cosby Show at the time. You didn't realize that Bill Cosby was a horrible monster, and it has a TV show that seemed to have a lot of decent values. I don't need to cancel this if it, you know, look, if I don't want to watch the Cosby show, there's other stuff for me to watch. But if I really want to watch the Cosby show because I thought it was enjoyable, then I'll watch it. Done. I listen to Michael Jackson's music. I listen to R. Kelly's music. I don't feel the need to cancel stuff from the past personally. 
And I think if you don't want to support that stuff, then don't listen to it. There's so much, so much music out there. You don't listen to Michael Jackson, or R. Kelly. But then what you'll find is people go, well, you know, Michael Jackson's music is really good. I think we're just going to forget about that one. So you can't have the selective morality because you're like, well, I can do without that. So I'm now going to shoot this down because I don't really like it enough to not, you know, I like it enough to say that I'm not going to watch it, but I'm not, I wasn't going to watch it anyways, right? Like people complaining about Home Alone 2 aren't going to go watch Home Alone 2. They're not. They're just complaining about it because it's something to just make a deal on online. Yeah. And that's, like you said, that's where Republicans are going to win some of these discussions because, like you said, they're right on that. I don't think they're right on, hey, the Goya guy supported Donald Trump. I'm going to stop buying his beans. <laughs> right? Like, that to me makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I still eat Goya beans. Anyway. Of course you do. Um, what can you do? Um, they're good. They're fine. I mean, I actually been getting Whole Foods black beans. They taste the same. Black uh, yeah. well that's what i do i make uh make myself these little like uh i make myself uh like some chicken rice and beans and yeah i like i like some black beans what can i say they're good uh yeah so a little bit of things that i've watched in the last few hours very topical here i watched the first two episodes of wandavision which is the first marvel disney plus show as Back part of the, the marvel MCU. I'm always on the Marvel teat. I've been I've been rewatching some of these movies. God, they're good. They're good. Thor Ragnarok, rewatched that. I watched uh Captain America two and three and one a little bit before that. But man, they are they're just fun, good movies. It's unbelievable. And WandaVision is uh very different. And the first two episodes play out like a uh like an old style I love Lucy sitcom starring uh elizabeth olsen and paul bettany in a black and white four by three uh with a laugh track sitcom (laughs) and clearly something is amiss and there is a mystery afoot and all that stuff will be unveiled i would assume in the in the weeks to come so the first two episodes drop today and then they'll release them week by week which i like which i like and the mystery here, though, is one that I'm compelled enough from like, man, you know, if there was another couple episodes, I'd, I'd probably watch them. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's Disney's trying to release it like regular TV. They did the same thing with The Mandalorian, right? And I like, I prefer it. I prefer it this way. I like having that week of fan theories and, you know, be like, oh my God, like immediately when I'm done with episode two, jump on Reddit and be like, well, what, what did I miss? What's going to, what do people think is going to happen next? What do I think is going to happen next? And then all of a sudden, I think it Friday. depends on the show. I think it depends Friday on the show. Like, for example, House of Cards to me was great to watch in a very string of string of shows. Watch three, four at a time. Sure. Yeah. Because well, this, then you just remember the context of before. I find oftentimes you forget kind of what happened the week before while the next. But again, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just it's a different way to consume content depending on what you're doing. So I think either way is fine. But this is good. I, I think so far, so good. Like they they really nail the vibe. And there's parts of it that are genuinely funny. Like playing out like a comedy sitcom in black and white. There are some really good gags. I I'm I really like Paul Bettany. Uh Elizabeth Olsen has completely dropped the accent. Like she's just herself now. <laughs> but I guess that's that's intentional for part of the like American drama of it even though they do mention a couple of times. Yeah. She's from Sokovia. It's like, okay, got it. Yeah. But you know what though? They dropped the accent because she didn't want to do it anymore. And they're like, screw it. No one's going to remember anyways. 
Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Um, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I like what I saw. I'm looking forward to the next episode. They're really short too. The, they say it's a half hour, but eight minutes of it is credits. So it's 22 minute episodes and they keep that up. Wonderful. Wonderful. But yeah, check it out. Um, WandaVision. And that's, that's kind of the highlight. Otherwise game wise, I played through the pathless on PS five, which was a very interesting game. Very like artsy. It was on, I think it's on PS four it's on Apple Arcade, which is interesting because I pay for that subscription. I'm like, oh, I could have just had this game instead. I paid 50 bucks for it. But um, happy I played it on PS5 because I tried it on my iPad Air and it was um, and it wasn't the greatest. It, it wasn't like the best performance. So I was happy to play it on PS5 in a smooth 60 frames per second on my nice TV. And some honestly, some of the best music I've ever heard in a game. Like it's really well done. Uh, music wise visual wise is very cool the best parts about the game are these boss battles while the rest of the game is more of this open world exploration with very basic puzzle solving here and there it's pretty easy to play uh probably also so they can make it work for mobile users without being frustrated with lack of precise controls but the but the game itself is really well well executed and I enjoyed it. It was a pleasant, pleasant surprise. And now I'm playing Sackboy, a big adventure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Hades. Still playing Hades. Because I like it. It's fun. It's great. It's fun. I'm trying to get more of the things. It's good. I'll find something else new to play. Um, But for now, I'm going to keep playing Hades until I'm tired of it. Game of the year 2020. I keep telling you to play Nino Kuni. It's back on sale. I think Uh, I own Nino Kuni now, actually. I think I own it. I just need to play it. Yeah, it's classic. Got the Studio Ghibli vibe to it because they helped make it. So very, very pretty animation. And I think you got to run, right? I do. I am going to watch. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this. It's called Van. What is this thing called? It's something with Van Gogh. It's like an art installation of a bunch of Van Gogh artwork. So it's like LED scenes and uh, Van Gogh Alive is what it's called. So it's like this inside of this arena, it's like this big giant sort of exhibition that's got sort of panels and LED screens and it's got all Van Gogh artwork with it. Um, so it's like a it's this digital nights thing that they put on here. And of course, because we're in New Zealand, we can walk around and see it. I will send you a quick link so you can look at it. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to go do. We're going to go walk around and go look at this stuff. It's actually indoors now, which kind of sucks because last year it was outdoors. Um, but yeah, we're going to go watch some projector screens on interesting stuff with Van Gogh's work. Must be nice to be able to go and do things like this. It's wonderful. Inside without a mask doing. Yeah, it's great. So it's all indoors. You sort of walk around, you look at some stuff. It's very similar. It's very similar to the thing that me and you went to in Japan. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to go, we're going to go take a shower then we're going to have a nice dinner and then go do that. Sounds lovely. Envious. Enjoy. I shall. For the rest next of week, when we have a discussion next week, Joe Biden will be president. So let's hope the world or, let's hope the US stays together. Or Trump stages a bigger coup. I had the craziest yeah. thought. I was about and to say, give me your prediction quickly. We got two minutes, but give me your prediction quickly. What do you I, think? Do you think nothing happens or do you think there's another dust up? Do you think something happens? I don't want to put this out there in the world, but I can imagine a movie script where 
the protection that's brought in from the other side to be like, yeah, we're bringing in 20,000 National Guard troops to protect us from the other side, all of a sudden turn their guns the other way. And it's like, oh shit, Trump brought them in. And then bam, Trump stays president and he becomes king of the United States. I think Trump goes away quietly. I think Trump is going to slink away and he's going to be quiet and he's going to give it six months before he becomes a loud mouth again on some media platform. Um, I, th- I think Trump is done. I think he was a little frightened by what he saw from the Capitol. I think he was happy about it. And then as he, because again, he's a TV junkie, right? He consumes media. And I think he just kind of started getting an idea of what actually happened, what these people actually did, what they looked like, what they were shouting. Again, if there's one thing about Donald Trump that no one likes saying, he hates his followers. He wouldn't be caught dead with these people. If one of these people tried to walk on his golf course, he'd, he would have them ushered quicker than anything else you've ever seen. Donald Trump hates his supporters. He's not his supporters. It's not the people that he wants to be around, right? Like, it's not like Trump is the everyman. He, you know, he's going to go live on a farm somewhere and shoot. No, Trump is, he's elite. He thinks he's an elite, right? So Trump hates his supporters. And by seeing this guy with this raccoon hat and the buffalo horns, the shaman, and the guys kicking their feet up, he's like, these slobs. He's like, you know, why are these people dressed so unprofessionally? These people don't represent me. I don't look like this. This isn't me. So I think Trump goes away quietly. I've backed down on my fear mongering from last week. And I've come around that I think this, based on what I've seen with the FBI and what I've seen based on reportings of how hard they're coming down on these people, I think Trump is done. I think he's I think he's given up. I think he's finished. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. That that's the realistic thing that's going to happen is I think things are going to be relatively quiet on inauguration day, and Trump's just going to disappear for a little while. But you're not going to hear from it all on the on yeah, the. I think and was, honestly, I think gonna, it's the yeah. best and worst thing that could have happened to him that Twitter banned him because now he can't say anything stupid because he wasn't going to say anything smart, and he's not going to look any worse, and it'll it'll be to his. It'll be to his benefit and also to his detriment where people will just probably slowly forget about him because there's nothing to say. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got to repair his legacy. And I think the way he does that now is by shutting up. So I hope he shuts up and I hope it goes away. And the last thing we have to hear about him is that he has been convicted in the Senate and he'll never be able to run for president again. And we're done. We move on. We it'll, reset be in a new, it'll be starring in a new Home Alone movie. Yep. Cool. Well, until then. This is He's Abroad. You can go to the website, he's abroad.com. Go subscribe. iTunes, review us, do that stuff. John will give you a dollar. And, um, you know, you can refuse the dollar. Adam refused the dollar. Can't believe it. Why wouldn't you take the dollar? Good on you, Adam. I will spin that dollar in a more productive way. There you go. Invest it in a point zero 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 percent. I will walk outside without a mask on and I will live my freedom to the fullest. Thank you. Godspeed. This podcast is over.